You're listening to episode 135 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. Let's talk voice. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Alexa in Canada show for this week. This is a really interesting discussion today with James Vlahos, all about how to um, how to keep someone's voice forever after they have passed. But before we get to that, I do want to tell you about today's sponsor, and it is Vocal ID. And here's the deal with Vocal ID. Vocal ID um, really fills the need when you think about how voice assistants in kiosks, wearables, smart assistants, and all these other places that we're going to see these voice assistants are going to soon be outnumbering the number of people that talk in the world. Crazy to think about. And brands don't want to have the same voice. Brand survival depends on differentiation and finding ways to connect with the audience. And that's what Vocal ID does. They are a voice AI solutions company that creates custom vocal personas for individuals and for brands. They have breakthrough technology that leverages decades of research and the power of modern day machine learning to generate unique vocal identities from just a few hours of audio and it can be custom built in days. It's the power of 24-7 text-to-audio conversion without compromising brand consistency, and it's all possible with Vocal ID. So check them out at vocalid.ai. Now, getting to today's podcast, as I mentioned, James Vajos is here joining me to speak about uh, his background of getting into voice, and also we spend quite a bit of time on uh, his on his product hereafter, which truly is a way to capture the story of somebody that perhaps knows that they have a terminal illness or that they are going to be passing on, or maybe they're not going to be passing on, but they will be way off in the future, and you want to capture those stories for posterity. So uh, it gives me great pleasure to introduce James to you, and I think you're going to find this uh, podcast episode quite interesting. So uh, let's get on with the discussion. Hey there, James. Welcome to the Alexa in Canada podcast. It's a real pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. All right. You've got a very, very interesting product that I want to talk about and spend some time on. But before we get to that, um, I'd love for you to take a few moments, introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell us a little about who you are. Uh, What's your background? What's your story? Yeah, I'm James Vlahos. I'm the co-founder of Hereafter. I'm also a long time and now recovering journalist who's the author of the book, Talk to Me, which is soup to nuts guide to the voice computing revolution, everything from the business to the technology to the culture. And yeah, I got into this whole space, sort of backed into it in a way, or it sucked me in, but it it came out of my background first of being a tech journalist before I became actively involved in the technology itself. Okay. So as a tech journalist, what sort of things did you write about? Or was it quite broad in terms of your Yeah, you know, it was everything from the Hyperloop to uh, businesses using smell to lure people into making purchases. Uh, But in this is now going way back to 2015, I had gotten really interested in Siri and Alexa and just the whole notion that we 
been learning about in science fiction for so long of like these kind of personified beings who would enter our life and they would talk to us and we'd talk back to them that it was really happening. Uh, so I wanted to do a big article about that, the New York Times Magazine, but uh, wound up approaching it from a very weird angle, which was to tell a story of the creation of Hello Barbie, which was done by a huh. company called Polestring, which has now been acquired by Apple. But it was just sort of a, a bite-sized, but really insidery way to get into how you create a dialogue system, how you teach a computer to talk, you know, in this fun and sort of controversial form of, uh, of Barbie. And, and wow. that was, that got me into it, that led to the book, that led to really everything else that followed. Wow, and now, so you obviously are very much uh, deep into voice technology now with all the things that you have going on. Tell us a little about this book. So what was the, uh, you know, what were the thoughts behind writing this book? Yeah, I just, there, when I did the Hello Barbie project, obviously I could see that was very much the tip of the iceberg. Um, I knew obviously that Apple and Google and Amazon, uh, first and foremost, were, were battling, you know, seeing this is, this is the new, this is the new paradigm and we want to, we want to own it. So I could see there was a fantastic business story that was unfolding. Uh, the technology itself of everything from you know the speech recognition to natural language understanding to dialogue management just every component of the stack of a dialogue system you know they just kind of unfold with fractal complexity and the more you learn about each part the more you want to learn so i knew that there was going to be a lot of meat on the bone in terms of the technology and then i was really interested in like what does this actually mean for the world you know what will this mean for relationships what will this mean for grieving what will this mean for access to information voice changes all of that stuff so i knew there's going to be a lot to get into there uh, so all told i thought this is this is no mere article this is a book and and that's what talk to me is fantastic no that's great it sounds like it covers a, a lot of ground in that book um one of the things that you mentioned uh just in in, in describing the book was relationships and grieving and I know that has a lot to do with your product hereafter. So um, I'm sure there's a story behind this. Um, so let's, do you mind sharing with us kind of, well, maybe what the product is and, and how it came about? Yeah, the hereafter is uses conversational AI to help people save and share their life stories in an interactive way. Now, this is something we've been doing in older technologies for, you know, since time began practically of first by oral history, then recording in books, then photos, videos, audio, just any way we can to sort of capture the essence of people and pass it along to the next generation. Uh, so the idea of hereafter is, well, now we have a new canvas, we have a new medium, we have voice computing, and that's a way to both get people's voice and then share their stories, memories, dreams, songs, jokes, wisdom, all of that in a back and forth, manner so it's not no longer just you know in a nerd experience of reading somebody's biography or memoir uh it's you can talk to an avatar of somebody a legacy avatar and hear their voice talking back um so that's the that's the essence of the of the company uh the inspiration was very personal it was uh back a few years ago my father had been diagnosed with terminal lung cancer and we knew right away that he had a matter of months to live. 
And the first thing that happened was I did a, just a conventional oral history project with him, recording him talking all about his life. And had these hours and hours of recordings, got them all professionally transcribed, had a you know, binder full printed out of, as his words, uh, this great resource, but this inert resource. And that was right at the time that I was getting more involved with conversational AI and researching the book and realizing, hey, you know, there's a new way to share this information. And for me, there's a new way to sort of, you know, I was just, I was desperate. Like, I was, how do I hold on? I'm losing my dad. How do I hold on to him? And this, you know, admittedly a very incomplete way uh, compared to having the real person, but, but some way to like capture some part of his essence and keep it around. Uh, so I did that. I created this conversational agent that you could access on Facebook Messenger and you could trade messages with it and you could get little videos and audio clips as well. And I called that the dad bot. And that's really the basis that for everything that has come since. Hmm. And so, wow, the, I mean, it, obviously it's a very personal story. I'm just, I'm just trying to think all the questions that come to my mind about this. What did your dad think about this when you, when you shared this idea with him? Or did you share this idea with him? I, I did, and it was very important for me to get his permission first and foremost, but also the permission of other people in the family, um, because I, I knew right away, like, I think this is a cool idea. And I can see that it's a little bit of a weird idea. So I wanted to talk to everybody about it. And his own feeling about it, like this was a man who was staring down death. So he, in some ways, didn't care either way um, because mm. he had bigger concerns. Uh, but he, and he didn't get it either at first. He was like a chat, what a chat bot, I, I don't get it. Um, but when he finally kind of came around to it, and when I finally demonstrated an early version to him, you know, he really got it. And he said, first of all, like, hey, that sounds like me. Those are things that I actually would say or have said. And I like this idea that it can be shared with kids and grandkids in the future. Wow. So maybe you can just clarify a bit for me that so, so you've got these recordings. And how does the just in a little more detail how does the how does the this product work because are you then having a conversation with the quote dad bot and it's answering you based on this history or is it playing back recordings of your dad do you, do you know what i'm asking i'm i guess i'm i guess i'm asking is this like an artificial uh intelligent uh conversation that you're having with the dad bot or are you asking questions that are then then um, responding with recorded answers with with the dad bot it was you know it was mostly text messages first of all and it was kind of this very elaborate set of kind of mapped out branching dialogues uh, but they could go you know many turns deep of know, user saying something and the dad bot saying back and maintain coherence as you went through those. Uh, with hereafter, it is, first of all, it's all voice. It's, you know, it's recorded voice only. Um, it really is a voice first uh, product. And in some ways, the conversational interactivity, or at least in the early going, is simpler uh, than what was possible with the dad bot. But this is now actually, you know, we're trying to have this as a product that is scalable to hundreds, thousands, millions of people, 
versus a single thing that I created to honor my dad and spent nearly a year doing. Okay. So it's all, so what platforms is it on now? Uh, we're Amazon Alexa platform exclusively right now, and uh, probably will be Google before too long as well. Okay. So in the current version of Hereafter, what's involved? Say, say somebody wants to get involved in this project or they want to use this. What do they have to do? And how does it, you know, what, what do they have to do practically? Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you how things work now, and then I'll tell you how things will work uh, very soon in the future. Sure. Uh, so right now it is, you actually, you know, you sign up, uh, you get interviewed by me or someone else in the company. Uh, so kind of a classic oral history type interview, like we will record your life story. And, you know, we have a very structured way of doing that. We also have a way of doing it that is has the end product in mind. So it's not quite the same as sort of a rambling interview that you might do just for a conventional oral history. Uh, the audio is edited and then it is put into the system. So then later when an end user is asking questions via Alexa, tell me about your childhood. When did you meet mom? Uh, what, what have some of your hobbies been in your life? Uh, you hear that person's voice, their actual recorded answers. Uh, so that's that's right now. And what's in development and will be out soon is an app that basically does the interviewing for us. Uh, so, which of course is the key to making this whole operation scalable. Sure. Uh, but so kind of the same types of questions that I was just sharing with you, you'd get prompted through uh, you know, your phone or web app record the answers there, they're automatically feeding into our system for subsequent retrieval by, by Alexa. I imagine you must have uh, some stories of families that have used this now and just have found out interesting things that they never knew or, um, I don't know, I, I just think this opens up such a, such a world of possibility for families to actually learn so much more about their history than they were ever aware. And it takes something like a terminal illness to perhaps to open up those things. Can you, is that right? Are there stories that you can think of where they really had profound effects on a family or, or something like that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of, I think this is very typical, like you either, you might be out of touch with members of your family, even your own parents, or you have this very, just day-to-day -day relationship. You're talking about whatever is going on, but you're you're not really asking questions like, when was a time in your life when you felt most uncertain? Right. Uh, what right. What are the things that you're very proudest of? Um, so we don't we don't step back and ask those questions. Uh, and yeah, I've been on more than one occasion. I've had you know, say it's a adult child, like someone who's 45, and they're signing up. They want me to record the story of their 80 year old parent. And they'll be kind of saying me like, you know, I've been sort of afraid to ask my dad these questions, but maybe he'll open up to you. Uh, so it, it does work in that way. And it's because, yeah, we don't, we don't step back to really, you know, we, we, sh we share all the ephemera on social media. We don't often open up about big things in our lives. Sure. Sure. Have you encountered many, um, what shall I call them, obstacles or um, reasons that people 
don't want to do this. So someone in the family thinks, oh, it's a great idea. And then somebody else says, I don't know. And, you know, what are the common reasons that people are not so sure about this type of product? Uh, those fall into a few categories. Um, there's the people who, you know, totally get it. They love the idea. Oh, I really want to do this. But, you know, it's a, and I'll do it someday, <laughs> you know, because, oh, I got plenty of time. We'll do this. Right. We'll right. do this later. So there's there's that aspect of things. It makes me think um, of almost like doing a will, right? It's like, oh, I have to do that. I know I have to do that. And one day I'm going to get around to doing that. And then you just kind of put, you, you could put that off for, for a long yeah. time. Yeah, so that's, that's a good comparison. And, you know, I really, the more I do this and get involved, I think like, you know, you absolutely should not wait until you're super old or terminally ill. Like you should be, when you're young, you should be, recording memories so you have this kind of ongoing record of your life um so it doesn't have to be sort of a a death and doom type of product at all uh nonetheless like some people when you start talking about recording a life story it's almost like wait a minute do you, you think i'm going to die is that why you're asking that now right uh, so that i mean that that's a real hurdle uh right. if it kind of reminds people of their mortality People obviously don't like to be reminded of that too much. Sure, sure. And then on the other hand, the positives, I mean, this is incredible of, of, of what you can keep for the family in terms of history. I'm sure you're familiar with Brian Romley's um, stuff on like the wisdom keeper. And he talks about, you know, how you could potentially interact with an like an artificial intelligent type of being um, based on a full life's experiences, a set of experiences. What, what are you familiar with that? Like what's your take on, on that? And do you see any similarities between what you're trying to do and what he has described? Yeah. You know, that's sort of the fullest, most ambitiously realized version of all of this. And, you know, we're certainly trying to move in that direction as quickly as we can. I think, I don't know if it's, from the, the book research where I was sort of, you know, looking under the hood at, at Amazon and Google or following the Alexa prize contest, but, uh, you know, really seeing how the sausage is made as it were, when it, when it comes to these conversational systems mm -hmm. and, you know, just seeing how hideously difficult it is, uh, seeing how even just the very best and the very brightest and the, you know, most funded, you know, companies and institutions and people, you know, even they struggling to enable a conversation that has coherence beyond, you know, three turns. So maybe I have a, I have a realistic view of what's possible now and in the near future. Uh, but at the same time, I always like when I think of what we're doing, I just compare it to, you know, these people who they, what do we do? Like we, we won't delete a recorded answering machine message of a loved one after they've passed away because we don't want to lose their voice. So huh, what, what we're using yeah. now technologically, super primitive. And I already know like we can go well beyond that, even if we're not like at you know Brian's vision uh, yet or Ray Kurzweil's vision of this yet. Right, right. That's a really good example of the answering machine. Yeah, if someone passed away and you stumble across their voice, whatever it is, like, whoa. Let me do everything you can to not lose that. Wow. Yeah, that's really, that's really a good example. 
what's your take on uh, like sci-fi movies, Sim- similar kind of thing? Like, I, you know, the one that comes to mind is Her, right? Where this guy has this uh, relationship with a voice being, an AI being in his computer and his phone. Um, do you think we'll get to a place where a person can continue the relationship with their loved one that has passed? Yeah, that's that's always a tricky one. I mean, first of all, I really enjoy those movies, her especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, there's this this kind of fine line which I realize I'm tiptoeing right up to the edge of. Of you know, I think of our technology as being just this really advanced and improved tool for remembrance um, versus something that's for replication. Uh, so with the dad bot, like I always, you know, the more it could say the things that my dad had said, the more it could share his actual information. I was in favor of that, but I was never trying to engineer it to have, you know, opinions on things that happened after he died, for instance. Um, you know, you, you can't ask the dad bot about coronavirus. And yeah, I just, I, I don't really like because then you really are, you're talking about sort of a, I don't know what the relationship would be, but it's, it's a descendant of the original person that's connected with them, but is now a new entity. And yeah, that, that gets into territory that's a little bit too creepy for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fascinating to think about. Um, as you can probably imagine, I mean, I love those kind of sci-fi movies and seeing where the future is going to take us and uh, it's just it's just really interesting to think about. But um, but for now, uh, what you're doing is is very very unique, and I and I can imagine it brings a lot of comfort to to families when they know they're going to lose someone and they're able to truly record their thoughts and their experiences for life. I think that's that's amazing, and I can just see you know like generations from now, people listening back to their great 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 grandfather's life story. That's that's pretty pretty amazing. So. Yeah, I think that becomes rich when you start to think of it just as you put, but like sort of a a library of family members going back a ways that you can speak with uh, and, you know, sprinkle in historical figures into the mix, uh, but being able to have conversations with kind of a whole network of people. It's not just sort of a, a one-off or a single relative that becomes very rich and certainly much more than you know just looking you know building elaborate family trees and you know what if it's the family tree but you click on anybody and you can start talking to them that's that's pretty cool wow that's great what are your next steps here continue to build it out you say you're working on the app um any other particular features or anything else that you want to uh, bring into play in the near future that you can speak of uh you know, there's the idea of incorporate. We are voice first, as I've stressed already, and that's kind of the thing we are trying to own versus some other companies out there that are looking more at kind of visual, primarily visual avatars of people. Uh, nonetheless, like it is nice to, you know, we have these multimodal devices, so to be able to call up a photo or a short video in the midst of having a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody uh, would make the interaction much richer. So that's that's something we're looking at for 
Oh, that's really great. Yeah, I can see that being very powerful as well. Well, this is great, James. Um, I think this is a good place to to wrap up. Th- thanks, first of all, for for sharing your story and uh, you know the origin of Hereafter. It sounds like an amazing, amazing uh, product. Um, so, congrats on that. And um, and as well, thank you for spending some of your time with us here on the podcast. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it was a real pleasure, and uh, you are uh, you're a great interviewer. I know you have multiple other jobs as well, but you got the interviewing thing down. So I enjoyed it. <laughs> I appreciate that coming from you coming from the journalist. Yeah. Uh, means a lot. So, so I appreciate that. Uh, before we uh, say goodbye, where can listeners go to learn uh, about you and about what you're doing? Where are some resources that you can direct them to? Yeah, well, I mean, check out uh, hereafter.ai. Uh, it's got all the company stuff. And then, you know, look me up on LinkedIn. Those are probably the top two destinations. Great. Well, I'll be sure to include uh, some show notes too as well on, on our website. So yeah, please do. Um, thanks again, James. Uh, I look forward to staying in touch and following along with, with uh, Hereafter and then seeing the way it evolves over time. So um, again, thanks for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Pretty amazing concept of really what James is tackling with this Hereafter product. Uh, I think it's so valuable and so powerful for a, for a family to be able to listen to the story uh, in that person's own voice once they have passed on. Really, really incredible. So uh, as I said, congrats to James. Um, again, I want to give a, a shout out to the sponsor of this show, uh, Vocal ID. Again, if you are looking for a way to uh, have a brand stand out from the rest of the competition, then make sure to check out vocalid.ai where their whole premise, their whole product is based on creating custom synthetic voices that are applicable to your brand that is individual and unique and allows you to stand out from the rest of the competition. Once again, thank you to you, the listener, all of you members of Northern Voice, thank you for tuning in this week. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, please share the podcast, and make sure to check out the show notes where you'll see links to all the things that we mentioned on the episode today. And you can access that at alexaincanada.ca slash podcast. Have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon.